absolutely jack shit about astrology. And you're probably wondering, Casey, how the hell are you going to tell me what you hate about my zodiac sign when you don't even know all of the zodiac signs? And I'm sure you would agree what could fit more perfectly than to have a world party on the day. Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy. Somehow kept a child alive for nine years, Shepherd, and this is Mitchell Manley, Mary Unbirthday Boy. See, that's the way to really approach this, is because it's like, I think you remember me from high school, right? Mm-hmm, of course. And I love who Alice could forget. In <laughs> I love Alice in Wonderland, and that's one of my favorite things. Is like Happy Unbirthday. It's like the best because. Every day is a holiday if you make it that. Um, right, exactly. I totally shoehorned this in because I got really excited because my daughter's turning nine and I'm like, holy crap, nine? Oh God, I'm going to be like one of those moms, aren't I? But I've kept a person alive for nine years and I'm really proud of myself. Like keeping myself alive, you know, everybody usually can manage that for a while, but, like, I kept a small person to be a bigger person. And then hopefully... I, it's a miracle. Yeah. And hopefully she'll get to be an even, even bigger person. Um, that's why I bubble wrap her. But I, I put right. breathing holes in so that she won't... And just wrap know. her up in, in mattress foam like uh, that movie Little Giants where they wrap that football kid up in mattress foam. Exactly. I just want to keep everybody safe. Right. But yes, thank you for allowing me to do a birthday episode because I got excited about it. Oh, it should be fun. Yeah. And um, I, you were reticent at the beginning of this, weren't you? Yeah. You know, I figured birthdays might be a little too narrow. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, well, how many songs? Because that's usually how I gauge. Is this going to be a good theme? It's like, if I, can, if I can think of a good number of songs that would work for the theme, then the ear buddies should usually be able to pull it out and so you know i thought of one or two at first and then the more i started thinking about it i was like okay there's a lot of different ways we can approach this and different angles that that folks could come up with and so i figured we'd uh, get enough submissions and we did hey skills mitchell skills right what song did you bring this week Uh, i'm gonna start us off with the vandals and their song happy birthday to me
Uh, this one's a classic for me. I always try to listen to this multiple times on my birthday each year. Just super snotty pop punk about how every other day of the year totally sucks. So on your birthday, you do all the things that you want to do and everyone has to do what you say because it's your birthday and fuck you if you forgot my birthday. It's just like super self-entitled and narcissistic in the best way because it's my birthday, you know, so like everything I say goes and sure, birthdays are just another day and, you know, life will always suck. But if we can at least be extra kind to each other, like going that extra mile for people's birthdays, it does make life a little bit more enjoyable. And I think this song kind of uh, through its its snotty self-entitledness kind of kind of points that out, like just on your birthday. Take a day for you, and all your friends should should also make that day about you. It makes life a little bit more bearable. But what if you share birthdays? Well, then you have to share the birthday, and then uh, I guess either you can have separate birthdays where the people around you do what you want, or the two of you can collaborate on on a remix edition of the birthday, <laughs> and then people have to have to uh, abide by your dual your dual Decrease. leadership. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought that this was the opposite of the happy unbirthday song because it's not, it's like every other day sucks, every other day is hell. But, you know, this is like all about the actual birthday. So treat yourself. I did just finish um, Parks and Rec because they're pulling that from Netflix. So I had to finish it. Um, mm-hmm. So treat yourself. Um, do you remember that movie Problem Child? It was one of my favorites as a kid. I know. Also, if you rewatch it, I cannot believe our parents let us watch that. That is yeah, it's pretty rough in some twisted. Spots. Yeah, but it reminds me of that song, especially because they have the um, "I'll Cry If I Want To" song in there. Mm-hmm. And but this is punk, and I I just like in a way and how most punk does things if they're doing punk properly, it shines a light on like the ills of the world and the American way of being obsessed with our birthday is being especially highlighted here. Sure. There, but also you can have your b- birthday month if you want it. Yeah, just celebrate the whole month. Yeah, it's your birthday the entire month. And then yeah, you like just that. move it to the entire quarter, you know? <laughs> um, this is my birthday fiscal year. <laughs> Oh, that's a good way to go about it. Um, this week, I brought Captain Zoom's happy birthday song. Hey, Amy, it's your birthday. I'm in charge of the stars, and I'm here to say, Hey, Amy, you're the big star today. My name is Zoom, and I live on the moon, but I came down to Earth to sing you this tune cause Amy it's your birthday today a present for you I wanted to find an outer space creature a one of a kind a wild womp or a kookalchoo a snaffle drop or a buzzer snooze or maybe a three-eyed tickle shake I wasn't initially going to choose this song. I didn't know what I was going to choose, but I couldn't resist because I just recently found out that this song is so much bigger than I thought it was. Any name you can think of, this man has made a song that's exactly this song. And so I found out like maybe a month ago that this was like a national thing. I thought it was some dude in Darsburg. 
Seriously, because I had the tape when I was six years old, and I used to play it on my birthday multiple times, and so my brother and I both had the tape, and essentially at some point we did, like, you know, point the radios at each other and see who could blast it louder. Right. I did win because I was born first, so there's that. (laughs) But I just love, like, the nostalgia. It was originally made in, like, the 70s, but there's still like sending out CDs and tapes and vinyls of this and you can download the MP3. And yeah, I got Ella that for her birthday this year cuz cheesiness, I can't resist it. And I I just I didn't know it was so big, so it made me so happy that like a bunch of people in the United States have the same like beautiful awesome memory of a personalized birthday song. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, I, I also was not aware that Captain Zoom was a thing. Uh, I guess, like you said, he does personalized songs for like birthdays and other significant events. Uh, that's kind of a racket that I need to get in on, to be honest. I know like Ben Ricketts and a few of our other musician friends have offered a similar service to like write you a bespoke song for you or someone else in your life for a nominal fee. And I think that's a challenge that I need to try to take on because maybe it'll exercise my songwriting chops a little bit. Um, I did notice that the name of this is, is spelled Happy Birthday Amy, but Amy is A-M-I-E. How do you feel about that spelling? Because I kind of like it. Oh, well, okay. So I think that that is a very unique spelling. Of course, the one, the handwritten name written on my like tape as a child was A-M-Y because that was my name, but this was the one I found. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you think he did a, a separate one for A-M-Y versus A-M-I-E or do you think he just gave you the I, same song and then put a different label on it? I'm really hoping that he was efficient with this. Like all <laughs> the different ways to spell Rachel, I'm really hoping that he just sure. did one. Now, I can tell you that the CD that I have, it's typed on. So that'd be easier. Like you just like replace all or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It's so, it's so cheesy and it's so great. Uh, it's like those dumb books you got as a kid that you're like, oh my God, this book is just written for me. And you realize it was replace all and they changed the faces of the characters. I just right. love it. And the main character, Mitchell. Entered into the secret garden and Mitchell walked down the path. It was like, all right. <laughs> they figured it out. Yeah. But yeah, I love I love cheesy stuff. And if you're going to be cheesy, might as well be on your birthday. And as you said earlier, the ear buddies came through much like your brain did, that there are mm-hmm. plenty of birthday songs, which brings me so much joy. Um, our first ear buddy, happy on birthday, is John M., who brings Moby Sunday, the day before my birthday.
are a lot of facets to Moby, and one of my favorite is that album where he did this like whole moods of a hotel room as an album. This this reminds me of like early aughts Moby. Uh, it's kind of like that DJing thing, or I don't know what he is. Is he a DJ? Yeah. He's a DJ uh, slash electronic musician. You know, he started out as a DJ, and that's where a lot of his encyclopedic knowledge came from. And then when he started piecing stuff together, you know, in samplers and things like that, he's drawing those uh, isolated vocals from various records and things like that, and then dropping it into computers and that sort of thing. Yeah, so this reminds me of, like, that early 2000s stuff where he would have, like, the electronic music plus, like, pretty lady singing over top, you know? Yep. Up until he started doing that Gwen Stefani, like, was he rapping in that? I can't even remember. But, yeah, like, this just reminds me of Old Moby, which is what made him famous. Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, John, who submitted this, is a newcomer to the Facebook group, I think. And if I have my facts straight, uh, I think he's the co-owner of Shangri-La Records here in town, which is my favorite record store in all of Memphis. And I don't just say that in case he's listening. Like, they genuinely keep some of the best selections in stock at the store. And even more importantly than that, like, they're all just the sweetest, most knowledgeable folks and, like, are always happy to help you track down the random and obscure stuff. And they're not, like, shitty and condescending like some of the other spots in town. Uh, John and his crew are always the best over at Shangri-La, so having him in the group is is a huge thing for me, and I'm so stoked to have his encyclopedic knowledge at our fingertips. Uh, He already submitted tons of killer songs this week, including Older by They Might Be Giants, which John may or may not have already discovered (laughs) is one of my favorite bands and will always get you extra points in my book. Uh, But yeah, I was also super into this Moby song, so I was excited to bring it into the mix this week. Uh, Moby catches a lot of shit for being pretentious and obnoxious, and you know, certainly I can imagine he's a nightmare of a human being to spend any sort of extended amount of time around, but his sound has always been this like super perfect blend of like the chill ambient down tempo thing but with a certain accessibility and you might even call it like commercial viability but it's not because his music panders it's because it's just that brilliant and and universal of an appeal and you know i'm sure the quality of his music kind of ebbs and flows through the years but i've always had a soft spot for moby even when he's kind of being obnoxious and and doing obnoxious things I think I normally just ignore him. Like, if I see, like, an interview or something, I'm like, I don't really need to know. Unless he's assaulting someone, I don't need to know. Yeah, and that's you know? another thing. I think something came up with, like, him and Natalie no. Portman or him and somebody where he was he was not the nicest dude to a, to a nice young lady. Um, but I, I don't think it was anything too damning, if I recall. I'm going to hope it wasn't anything too damning. But uh, Moby definitely to... sort of a, an obnoxious person, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, well... Think about that song with Gwen Stefani where he's just sitting around in like the, the fur coat and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, our next dear buddy is Justin W. who brings Uriah Heep's The Magician's Birthday. In the magic garden, some were singing, some were dancing while the midnight moon shone brightly overhead. The stars so gaily glistened and the sphinx in silence listened to the magician tell lives that he had led Let the bells of freedom ring Songs of love to Friday's king Let's all go to the magician's Say while we listen 
says, R.I.P. Lee Kerslack. Um, so I don't know who Lee Kerslack is, so I'm just going to go with the song. Sure. Uh, if Bilbo was a magician, this would have been his song, but it wouldn't be in a forest. It'd be in a shire. Uh, this is a 10-minute song. And so I know Justin knows me well enough that if you're going to make me listen to a 10-minute song, it better be worth my 10 minutes, much like a dessert on the Great British Baking Show needs to be worth the calories. So I really enjoyed this. If you're going to noodle, you got to noodle good, and you got to have all of the skills on point. It didn't get, like, fishy. Does that make sense? Right, Fish, yeah. the band. It didn't get all fishy and stuff. And... Yeah, you're going somewhere. It's a journey. You feel like you're going through a magical forest on a birthday, and you're probably like, I don't know, battling a dragon just for funs. Um, yeah, I just, magicians know how to party hard. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Uriah Heep was, was one of the first, like, outside the mainstream kind of classic rock bands that I got into. Uh, when I was when I was in high school, like digging on the internet for new music, naturally I was on AllMusic.com or Last.fm or any number of websites that I used to devour, and I'd type in bands that I liked, and then they'd list similar bands. So somehow, probably through like typing in Jethro Tull or Black <laughs> Sabbath or something like that, I stumbled upon Uriah Heep, and and once I saw their name that first time, it just started popping up all the time. And like random bands I liked would list them as an influence in an interview or I'd be like digging through old vinyl records at the flea market and stumble upon a random Uriah Heep album. So one day I finally just downloaded a ton of their music and of course fell in love with it. Uh, it's a really early heavy rock, definitely leaning heavy towards the prog rock thing. They love the fantastical lyrical themes like demons and wizards and magicians and epic quests. Yes. Uh, lots of eight and ten minute songs. Uh, they've been around since 1970, uh, had mostly the same lineup since about 1987, still putting out records today. Uh, as Justin pointed out, one of their longest running members was their, their drummer, Lee Krislacki, and he died just last week actually battling with cancer. So that's mm -hmm. who Lee Krislacki is. Um, and that guy also played on a bunch of like Ozzy records and things like that. So he was a pretty prolific drummer, even outside of Uriah Heep. Uh, so I'm glad that we could find a way to honor a great drummer and a great band with our theme this week, uh, bringing you some Uriah Heap. Yeah, I I can't believe I mispronounced his name. <laughs> um, I mean, but it, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty easy to mispronounce, but you also have cultural knowledge that you should have seen that and known how to pronounce it. So. <laughs> at least I'll let you by take being, yeah, like at least by being around, you know, it's like I run or like I'm part of a music podcast and I should have learned something at this point. <laughs> you know, we're we're coming up on four years. I just don't know exactly which day. Right. Uh, Jacques is our next year buddy and he brought Chrome's St. Jimmy's birthday.
He says, this is a solid psych burner from Chrome's 90s comeback album. Birthday, but make it spoopy. I have a feeling that this was super inspired by the satanic panic because the vocals, if they're vocals, not sure, super impossible to figure out. Looked up the lyrics. There are no lyrics. And it would, it would like scare all the good evangelicals out there. Like, this is a heavy, heavy song. And I legit appreciate this kind of low-keyed, spoopy birthday song. Even though I have no idea what it's about. Right. Yeah, I, I think it is just like weird, maybe random radio chatter or like just obscured words, if any words. I, I don't think there's anything that you can actually make out for the most part. And, you're uh, yeah, like just, touching a lyric. You're like, did I hear a lyric? And then you're like, no, I'm just scared. Right. Uh, so yeah, Jacques submitted so many good ones this week. Uh, there was a really great Altered Images song called Happy Birthday, uh, as well as a Stevie Wonder song, Happy Birthday, that I found out was written in support of, of making Martin Luther King's birthday a national holiday. And so that, that one had tons of cool history behind it. But ultimately, I decided on this Chrome track because I've seen Jacques talking about uh, Chrome quite a bit recently. And this song is just so vastly different from anything else that we got this week. So I always love throwing in some weirdness to, to keep the ear buddies on their toes. Uh, this one is very heavy, but it's also really groovy. Musically, it almost sounds like some proto Rage Against the Machine, like a really tight, almost hip hop drum beat and like a funky, groovy bass line. Lots of weird industrial guitar noise over the top. You know, I can totally hear Zach De La Rocha dropping over the top of this at any point. You know, uh, this is off a 1997 record, so it's possible there was some unconscious influence between the band's sounds at that point. But I should certainly be clear that uh, this is actually late period Chrome, like Jacques was saying. They've been around since the late 70s. So even though this can be interpreted through that modern lens of, of something Rage Against the Machine might do, I would imagine any similarities in the sound actually come from Tom Morello copying some of Chrome's older work, which I'll definitely have to take the deep dive into now because I really enjoyed this one. I think I have seen like all like the Chrome's been popping up quite a bit. Right, like I'm not imagining that. I can I can see the yeah. I'm not sure uh, if they're if they're still putting out stuff or maybe maybe Jacques just got on that on that tear and then it's kind of been passed around our little group of friends now that he's kind of bringing them back into the forefront. But yeah, I've definitely seen him posting a lot of Chrome videos and sharing a lot of Chrome uh, music. So I definitely want to do the deep dive, especially after hearing this. Yeah, it's like super really really cool Mm -hmm. psych it's psych rock it's good yeah um brandon is our next ear buddy who brings adam and his packages happy birthday ralph even though you are
You seem like a nice enough guy, even though you're really gross. It kind of makes me wish that I could be a teenage boy in the nerd crowd in high school because Ralph is definitely in that friend group and there is something great about disgustingness sometimes. I would accept that Ralph would break my lamp and then fart in my car. Happy birthday, Ralph. It's true. Uh, yeah, Adam and his package is a throwback to those early high school years for me, for sure. Uh, me and my buddy Eric Ray would go to our church's youth group thing after school every Wednesday. But he and I would mostly just like skateboard and listen to punk and sky records. And we were big fans of anything on Hopeless Records, uh, which is where we discovered Adam and his package. And we were just super into it because it had the punk and pop punk sensibilities. But it was just one dude, his guitar and a bunch of drum machines, keyboards and sequencers. And so it had these weird post-punk electronic kind of Devo vibes as well. And then, of course, the band name is silly and his lyrics were usually really goofy. So being two dumb clowns like us, you know, we just ate up everything that Adam and his package put out. Out. Uh, this one was always one of my favorite tracks because one line where he tells Ralph that he got him some Hawaiian punch on tap, which he abbreviates as HPOT. And it's just this hilarious image, not only of a dude showing up to his friend's house with a huge keg of Hawaiian punch, but also the sort of life circumstances and like the friendship <laughs> dynamics that led this one guy, you know, loving Hawaiian punch so much that his friend brings him a keg of it for his birthday. That's just silly and funny to me. So. Uh, this has always been one of my favorite Adam and his package jams. It's like so personal, but also right. I need to I need to discuss something. How did I not know that you knew how to skateboard? I was never a great skateboarder, so that's probably how you never knew. I I, I did it kind of low key in in middle school and and the early years of high school and busted my head a few too many times and decided it was not for me. I was like, I need someone to teach me how to skateboard because I have a skateboard, but I'm terrible at it. So I'll teach you how to roller skate if you teach me how to skateboard. Yeah, I think we can probably work out some sort of agreement to get at least to an intermediate level of, of skating for one another. Yes. Um, our next ear buddy is Ben, who brings Starflyer 59's Happy Birthday, John. The warning lights were on, but you were far too One of my favorite bands, Starflyer 59, covering one of my favorite singer-songwriters, Damien Gerardo. This song is sad and sweet, and I wish I could uh, name what it reminds me of. Like, there's some song that sort of feels very familiar. I don't know the original song, so I don't know. Maybe it's that one. It's something very late 90s. It's an early morning song. You're sipping your coffee with definitely a hardcore hangover going on and there's like distressed white paint on old wooden kitchen chairs that's the song to me <laughs> certainly so i can see that 
Uh, Damien Gerardo is a name that I, I used to see everywhere, and I knew he was a singer-songwriter type, kind of putting out stuff on sub-pop records, which I love, but I'd never actually taken the time to listen to him, so I had to go back and check out the original version of this, and of course, it's brilliant and moving, so definitely got some uh, Damien Gerardo studying to do. Uh, Starflyer 59, though, I do have some experience with, and uh, this is definitely an incredible example of taking a fairly straightforward, folksy songwriter jam and just punching it up tremendously, getting a lot more dynamic range out of the instrumentation because with the guitars, you get the, the chimey, clean sound, and then there's another guitar with just a tiny bit of gain that gives it some grit, and then the heavy guitars come in in certain spots to really boost the power and emotion. Just like it's incredible the intimacy and the soul that you can get out of acoustic guitars and a basic backing band, but the Starfire 59 version just sends my heart soaring. There's just so much going on, and you get so much of that ebb and flow and, and that energy of the song when, when the guitars are coming and going from that chimey clean sound into something super heavy, and the drums get to get a little bit heavier when the guitars do, and it just gives you a lot more range, and so uh, I really enjoyed that cover. Yeah, it's like a mood. It's a whole mood. Mm -hmm. That's what people say now. Yeah. Our next ear buddy and our final ear buddy is Craig, who brings Death Clock's birthday death day. love of metal that went into making this comedy show and like this may be my new favorite birthday song and i cannot wait until ella is like a moody ass teenager and starts like hating me and wearing all black and like black eyeliner because i so want to play this song for her because it'll be perfect i agree i, I would <laughs> love to see ella turn goth and just see how you handle that i i really hope that i'm chill but you know what's gonna happen is she's gonna end up being like pretty and pink like against all odds i don't know right yeah so yeah i don't even have much to say about this song i just love any chance to feature metal on the show uh, i try to keep away from anything too slow and quiet most of the time and i try to keep from getting super heavy unless we have a good enough reason uh, and so this week my reason is because i said so <laughs> Um, you know, a, a lot of folks may not realize that the brains behind Death Clock is a guy named Brendan Small. Uh, his first big claim to fame was an animated show called Home Movies, uh, which is one of my favorites of all time. And so whenever he finally put that show to bed, he created Metalocalypse. And he actually writes all the music himself. He's an insanely good metal guitarist. So on top of being an incredible, you know, comedy writer, visionary animator, he's also just an incredible musician on top of all that. So... Uh, even though at this point in my life, I think Metalocalypse is kind of a silly show for the most part, I'll always have a special place in my heart for it, uh, just because of how much I respect and admire Brendan Small. And I think that you and all the year buddies should also appreciate him as much as I do. If I recall home movies, um, 
Brendan, because the child, the mm-hmm. main, the kid making the home movies, um, he has a lot of love for metal too, right? Yeah, I can't remember how much they referenced uh, him enjoying metal. I know it was occasionally a joke, but the show was full of music, just tons and tons of great music. Uh, home movies was Brendan Small and a guy named uh, Lauren Bouchard, who's that's now the, the coach. Or no, that's a uh, uh, what's his name, John H. Ben- H. John Benjamin, uh, oh. who who now does the voice for Bob's Burgers, and that's where I was going. Is Lauren Bouchard is the music director and creator for Bob's Burgers now, and so home movies split and became Metalocalypse and Bob's Burgers essentially. I think that I mean, if anybody, I'm I'm sure I haven't watched all of home movies, but that is such a good show. I loved everything about that, even when it was gross. It was great. Yes, it's very very clever, uh, sort of low key humor and and really interesting. It was always one of my favorites. We should just make a whole episode about home movies. But if you want to tweet at us, we are. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at E&D Pod, where I should probably just put some home movies GIFs up and fight me, Mitchell. It's GIF. It's totally GIFs, and that's No, it it's not. No, no. Um, our Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group, where Mitchell crafts the most magical prompts to make them easily accessible to everyone. Our voicemail line is... 731-400-BUDS, or... 731-400-2837. You can email the show, andypod at gmail.com, and you can check out me trying my best, andpod.com, part of the 10710 Network. What's our final song this week? I'm going to leave us with a band called His Golden Messenger and their song, Happy Birthday, Baby. Uh, I remember bringing a His Golden Messenger song a few months ago called I Need a Teacher. Uh, and that song and this song are both off their newest album called Terms of Surrender. Uh, it's sort of like country-tinged, neo-folk, lots of heartfelt lyrics and kind of kitschy vocal delivery. But the spirit and the soul of the band are just kind of undeniable. Uh, I didn't realize that His Golden Messenger has put out several records since about 2008-ish. So I have a huge back catalog to explore. But I can tell you that the newest one, Terms of Surrender, uh, it's just been getting tons of play for me and if, if you dig this style of jam you should definitely uh, get on board with his golden messenger so uh, happy birthday to your sweet daughter and uh, here is his golden messenger in their song happy birthday baby Thank you. oh love your brother now it's a strange gift baby yeah you know me then I know myself well, I'm trying to repay you All these miles that are wrong When I'm far away, babe Know that I love you And sing this little song One was a lonely number two You were born in thunder three Lightning quick, you lit up the house like a matchstick. For child, you're a wonder. Help me die when the world went under fire. Sweet, I'm only gonna tell you I love you.
love your mama now well, I guess we better face it I'm a lonely swimmer Long, long way from shore Shall I tell the story Like there's only one or two